When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Thank goodness we're here. I don't know. What would America do without us? Be just awful. All these people would just be ripping people off without anyone calling them to task, holding them accountable. It was a angry hour that last hour or yesterday's podcast yeah let's see if we can make it the calmer no nicer i like the angrier sort of stuff 855-935-TALK if you have a problem give us a call 855-935-8255 we're going to talk about investing we do that a lot there aren't a lot of places where you can get good investing advice most of it is really self-serving and bad but we kind of give you really Decent, straightforward advice. You know, things like have a plan, diversify your portfolio, keep costs low. You know, as, as it think long term, think long term. Has the message gotten so boring that we need an incredibly obscure analogy to get your attention? And I'm looking at you, Kiplinger's magazine. Now, one, I've heard of this. Because all the old people in town, and I'm not one of them, play. Yeah, who you call an elderly. Yeah, right, Apparently sure. they're older than me. They are crazed. They are nuts about pickleball. By the way, Seattle can make some several claims to fame. Coffee, obviously. That's one. Rain is another. Rain and pickleball is, another. is actually a third. Yeah, well, we can yeah. get a, you know, it doesn't get the most rain here, but we get pretty consistently. So, uh, but pickleball is another. A guy named Joel Pritchard. And a pal, Joel was in Congress for a time uh, here in the Northwest. They actually started pickleball. And so this goes back to the mid-70s. My father was somebody who said, hey, that's kind of cool because we were tennis players and we didn't have an area in our driveway big enough for tennis. So he put in a little pickleball uh, court and we played. This goes back to the mid-1970s. Now, pickleball has become a big, big deal, as Don just mentioned. number of pickleball players grew by more than 21% last year alone. It's a wiffle uh, ball, isn't it? Yes, yeah, retirement communities, but here's where it gets kind of I think it's a great sport. I'm look I'm going to play it when I get old. Uh, oh, and who, they don't let who's me not old? anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um so it, it's a great sport, but I don't know that we need it to explain how to invest properly. Well, and that's the headline that, that I saw I I saw that this morning I went what pickleball can teach you about investing? Okay, the first point that he makes, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, which I can say is true of me, but maybe <laughs> that's all the thing. But he talks about the fact that this is... Well, but now, wait, you, you looked at it and you went, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I couldn't understand what it really means. I don't know that I still know what it really means, is that, because later they say, look at your whole portfolio. But, but they're talking about adding sports together to make and they add tennis, badminton and ping pong. Yeah, I know. 
That's a stretch. I don't think badminton really has anything to do with pickleball because there's no birdies involved, and you don't really spike it up in the air. But and, and here's one that gets me. Okay, you should keep your costs low with investing. And so they say. Fortunately, pickleball is an inexpensive sport. Like in kind of a silly thing. Oh well, unless you, so you have to make a pickleball court, it's not. Yeah, that's true. You have to have a pickleball court. It's not. It's, well, I know. And true. as at, when I was on the homeowners board, these people kept coming in and saying, "Let's build pip- pickleball courts." And we were going, "Well, those are a hundred thousand dollars." You know, they're not cheap. Doesn't sound cheap. Um, yeah, this is veering a bit. Good communication says you should talk to your spouse or your significant other about money. Well, I don't know that pickleball revolves around communication. There's some, right? Get out of the way or I got this shot, that kind of thing. But I don't know that that really is important. Uh, don't wait to play. I thought it was very silly. Think long term. What does that have to do with pickleball? I have absolutely no. I, I got to read that that paragraph again. Uh, you use your mind as much as your feet when playing pickleball. How is that long term? Yeah. I'm just trying to think. The last time I headed the pickleball because it's hard to head it with your mind. Oh, way. look Man, at you, Mister Soccer tricky. Boy. Yeah. No one else would boy. ever throw wait <laughs> soccer into the analogy. <laughs> oh, I thank you. I can add soccer to shocker. I can put soccer into this story and be mindful of risk. How many serious pickleball injuries are there? I don't think it's a major. Well, okay, for the over 80 crowd, which you and I are approaching rapidly, maybe it is. I don't know. Well, then don't play. God, there's a night. Well, how about this? Go for a nice walk. Oh, I, I just, anyway. I really, when I saw this, I had to bring this up because literally I'm thinking to myself, are they that desperate for some way to get people to read a story about common sense investing? that they have to compare it to something that old folks are crazy about. Well, and think if you're in the publishing business, though, you can't just publish the six index funds you need because what would you publish next month? That would we actually asked Knight about uh, that see. once on the show. <laughs> we so did, Knight, we did yeah, why do you keep doing these headlines? Because what am I going to sell next month if yeah. it's not the headline? I got headline? something. Yeah. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, so glad you could join us for our little get-together that we call Talking Real Money because, well, coincidentally, we talk about money. Real money. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. That is a free call. We have lines open for you now, but you can also send us questions, and many of you like to do it that way. You can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form, and we get lots of those. As a matter of fact, we've got several, so we need to get through some of those. And here's one right now, Tom. Yes. Except I did all the research on this, so it's probably going to be okay, gone. Good. But I'll read it to you, and you can nod or say something if you'd like. Nod uh, doesn't work that well on the radio, but I'll go ahead and try it. Does blend equal growth and value? This is the subject. The question is as follows. Hi, Don and Tom. I'm a longtime listener back to the sound investing days Whoa. with you and Paul Merryman. And he's a very merry man, that merry man. That he is. He yeah. is. He's a merry Still doing man. some great work at o- sound investing. Old Paul Merriman was a merry old man, and a merry old man was he. 
<laughs> he married. No, never mind. I'm not going to go oh, there. Oh God! No, 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 no. Sorry, Paul. Sorry. Didn't. Yeah. What was wrong with me? I've recently Roll moved the, the money within my 403b from American Funds Growth Fund of America, American Funds Washington Mutual, and American Funds Euro Pacific into the Vanguard Target Date 2045 Fund. Okay. Within the Vanguard okay. 2045. It has the Vanguard Stock Market Index. And he says, does the Vanguard Stock Market Index with that, within that target date fund basically cover the same ground as the two American funds, Growth Fund of America, which is growth-oriented, and Washington Mutual, which is a value fund? Or have I given up some value exposure? I have the answer. I'm going to give you my guesstimate before you give the correct answer. Yes, go ahead. I'm going to say, you, yeah, you're giving up some value there that's probably very growthy. Probably not. No? No. Oh, wow. No, well, because Growth Fund of America leans so far toward ah. the large to ultra-large cap growth area and value just slightly to the value side that the net result is almost identical to the total – I mean, the, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index is so close to being dead center blend that it's a mix. Now, so and and plus you've got international in that target date, so you're you're getting almost the same mix of value and growth. It's very very close. But you are also in either case still very oriented to large U.S. firms, especially yes the six that probably make up twenty five percent of the overall portfolio. Some huge number. Now, if it's available inside your four hundred three b. Here's a way to alleviate that, because I love that you did the Target 2045. It, it's simple. And actually, this is Paul Merriman's new book, basically in a nutshell. If they make available to you the Vanguard Small Cap Value Index, take about 10% or so, somewhere in that ballpark, 5 to 20. Keep the 2045 and overweight small cap value just slightly. And what if it's just the small cap, no value? Then you're going to get you, – you'll be overweighting small, which is beneficial, but you're not getting a value a, a value tilt. So, but would the, I'm asking you, would you still do the 10% if it was just the the small growth? I mean, it wouldn't, the, I be, as, it it wouldn't be as important, I don't think. I don't think it would have as okay. big an impact as would the small cap. Historically. Histor it would have, would have had as much impact yeah. historically. Okay. Um, so what you're saying is own the target date fund and then add in U.S. small cap value if possible. And this is truly, as the narrator of the book, who's read it multiple times now, and uh, you have uh, this is the this is the subject of Paul's book. We're talking millions, which is yeah, not yet available in an audio book format. I checked. What you recorded that like three months ago? I know. It's not up there yet. I looked where, at Audible. Where, where it's not there. Oh, where? Okay. I have no idea. Don, Don very kindly recorded Paul's book, which I think is terrific. So, All right. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah. So, add on the small cap value to the target date fund. That will do better for you diversification-wise than owning those several American funds at a much lower cost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, here's one that I didn't research. Well, in fact, I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to come back to it because I want to, uh, uh, I want to research that. Now, here's one I don't know about. Maybe you do, though, Tom. 
Uh, yeah. Hey, Tom and Don. Oh, yeah. See, you got top billing on this one. I got top billing on the last one. Okay. <laughs> I retired five years ago, and after a few months, I realized I had no idea about how to generate a retirement income from my savings, retirement plans, equities, etc. I struggled for a couple of years, and then I learned about the Stanford Center on Longevity's Spend Safely in Retirement Strategy, S-S-I-R-S as explained by Steve Vernon et al. in a research paper, and most recently in Vernon's book named Don't Go Broke in Retirement. I have not heard you discuss this approach. What say you? Now, first of all, I'm glad it's not the Stafford. Yeah, no, Stanford as in the university. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, because I that one always gets me nervous. I do not know the strategy. Okay, and before you tell us what it is, Don, I will tell you what I think makes the most sense. Do not try to go out and buy a high-dividend-paying mutual fund or high-dividend-paying stocks. Do not try to buy bonds that are yielding anything more than 1.5% or 2%. But build the correct portfolio for your risk and return ratios, the trade-off. And let's assume, for example, it's 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. When you need to generate the cash... You could do this once a year. You could do it more often, but whenever you need to do it, you simply sell the things that have gone up faster, right? And this year, that would have been stocks because the 100% global portfolio is up almost 13% at the end of the quarter. Take that cash, put it into your pocket, or put it into the things that went down, like bonds, intermediate-term bonds are down a little over 4% year-to-date. I think that's the better method of generating cash, especially from a qualified plan that you could do a little differently in a taxable account, right? You could, you could take maybe uh, some of the interest from there because that could be tax free interest, right? The municipal bonds, that kind of thing. But I truly think Don rebalancing the portfolio using that strategy is better. Uh, but what does, what does Stanford have to say? They've got some smart people there too. Well, it's, it's, it's really kind of similar. To, it's what we do is a personalized version of this as a firm. But what they, the, his strategy, um, is one, wait to collect social security until you're 70. Okay. And well, you didn't ask me that. Basically, but yes. well, but it's a, it's a, it's a whole s- series of steps. One of them is work enough to avoid collecting social security until 70 or tap other retirement resources to get that higher income in retirement. Um, no argument there. Yeah. Use a portion of your savings to enable delayed social security. It is almost exactly what we suggest all of the simple steps we suggest flexibility and withdrawals uh building a portfolio that's that's right for you taking the money from your other retirement assets and delaying social security how you withdraw it in retirement all of those kinds of things so we subscribe to it we just don't have it is your portfolio a mess you may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. That pesky break interrupted me at mid-sentence. We don't have this written down as an absolute strategy because we believe that everybody is a little different and you have to build it for each individual. But the, the essence of it, Tom, 
the essence of the strategy we were talking about, which is the don't go broke in retirement strategy by Steve Vernon. Um, the, the essence of it is start with what you need. The amount. Yeah. How much do you need? Will you need in retirement? Then how much of that will be covered by social security? If you wait until 70 and pensions and pensions, then how much is left? Now, they suggest various ways to cover the how much is left that you need to like? li- live on. One of the things they suggest is something we would not suggest, and that is an, uh, a, 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 an annuity or alternative strategies, like higher yielding See, things. Oh, okay. But he also alternative says, strategy. I got to know more specifically yeah, what that means. And, but and, sure. And they, one of the things they suggested was like a bond ladder. They, he really doesn't get into the details of building the right portfolio for this. One of the things we do that is far more sophisticated than this book is we try to build a portfolio that takes into account, and you can't do it with a book, your personal tolerance for risk. And the other thing they don't talk about is how much money, I mean, you, once you get to the number of how much you you need to live on, don't take more risk than you need to generate the income you need to live on. Because that's when we see people make mistakes when the market goes down. Just talked to a guy this week that sold last March and knows, by the way, intellectually it was a bad decision, but couldn't stop himself because this is something completely different. The world is mm-hmm. not coming back, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, just to finish the thought there. So again, and there's an order to this as well, in addition to Social Security and pensions. Most of the time, it's going to make sense to take the money from your taxable accounts, sort of your post-tax money. First, because what you're going to pay tax wise there is going to be long term capital gains if you've done this right, 15% in today's world generally. Then you would take money from your retirement, your pre tax retirement accounts, 401ks, IRAs, that kind of thing, because on that money you're going to pay the whatever your earned income tax rate is, 22%, whatever that is. Then the third bucket would probably be Roth or that kind of thing, because that money comes out tax free or a combination thereof. This is where a good advisor comes in and says, you need, as you told us, $50,000 a year. Great. We're going to take this much from here, this much from here, this much from here to be the most tax efficient we can, to uh, to create the income we can with the least amount of volatility in your portfolio. That does make sense to me. Um, but I always worry when people say there's an alternative <laughs> that will take care of you, that will pay you enough in retirement. That's uh, gets me a little scared. It gets me a lot scared. It really does have to come back down to the the basics of the process of investing. And the key is to get the right portfolio for you personally. And then remember, the key to success long term is flexibility. What you really, we love the idea, for example, of, of building this portfolio that stocks and bonds in whatever the mix needs to be. And I'm just using a number, a, a relatively random number, but we found it works really well. And that is you just take 5% of the value of your portfolio at the beginning of each year and you use that to, repl- to replenish your bank account from what you've spent from your, your two years of expenses or whatever that amount is. And you replenish that at the beginning of every year. Now, what is in that, the half of what's in that two year account is your budget for the next year. And if a surprise comes up, remember you have two years of expenses set aside. You take some of that out of the, the, the emergency money, not 
out of your principal pool, out of your. Uh, so you your could you could pool. have a great year, great year go to Hawaii, right? Have a bad year go to Wild Waves. Some, no offense to the people at Wild Waves, of course. I don't Wild think anybody Waves. went to Wild Waves last year, did they? I don't think you, I think, well, maybe the owners. Other than that, no, I don't think a whole lot of people were there. So hopefully this year they're going to be back. They're but the idea is you live World. with some, yeah, you live with some variability, right? right. So Everybody Your does. basics are paid for. Yeah, exactly. You have some flexibility around all this. But I think people have the wrong notion that the, that the idea here is once I get to retirement, I'm going to put it all in bonds that will pay me enough to or sustain an annuity. my life. Yeah, or some sort of, and, and that is, a mistake for a variety of reasons. By the way, look at those bond funds this year. I bet they're having a tough time in this interest rate yeah. environment. Yeah, and those annuities that were guaranteeing high rates, what do you think happens to those when they're not able to invest at high rates? Those things are going to go down. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello again. Where have all the callers gone? Oh, no. No folk songs. On Wait a minute. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Be careful. You use too much. You use that tune. We could be. Uh, no. Ah, no. that is true. Yeah. Even though Violating it's like copyright. 60 years old by it, it, now. It is not old enough. It's not Trust publicly me. protected. Trust me. As someone who reads old short stories, <laughs> you can't read anything. You can't. Oh. I can't read a short story that was published from 1926 on. Which eliminates a few decent stories. Right. Actually. I have to go I back to like 1925. <laughs> Hemingway just became public domain on a few of his stories. I think I did read that. Yeah. yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Talking Real Money, where guess what we do? Yes, you're right. We talk about real money. And we want to help you get through this um, with money. We want to help you get through this with some money in your account. We don't want While you to lose it. it. And keeping it. We want you yeah, to make yeah. some. We want you to be the primary maker of the money, not the people out there. Do you know there's a hedge fund out there? I bet you didn't know this. No, what's the normal fee on hedge funds? 2% uh, management fee and 20% of the profits. Now, you've heard of some that charge 3 and 30, correct? Oh, yeah. When you're a real hotshot, you're at all. Yeah, and 30%. More. There is a uh-huh. hedge fund out there run by... Oh, gosh, it's called the Renaissance something or other. It's the hottest hedge fund in America, and you can't get into it. Only employees can get into it now. Do you know what, they, char- what they said with Bernie Madoff? Oh, you can't get in. Well, there's a secret back door. We'll Do you know what they charge? Know. How much? Five and 44. Because it's easy to remember. 5% management fee. And 44% man- of profits. Oh, my goodness. Well, hmm. And, and, and here's my take on it is they've consistently beaten the market like by huge numbers, but they don't disclose how they do it. They don't tell you anything about how they do it. It's just a high-frequency quant thing, quantitative, whatever. Is this some sort of swap you do with the bank where the bank take? No, that's a whole other guy. That's I a whole forgot other. that guy. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it, it occurs to me, being a cynic like I am, that if they're not telling you, could it be that they're just cheating? That is a high a, a, a high amount to reach, 5% management fee and 44% of the profit. How long have they been around, by the way? Since 93. Wow. 
It's a long time. I know. For a hedge fund. Yeah, it's a long the time. life is usually much shorter than that. Usually they come along, they do well for a bit, and then psh, doesn't, the idea doesn't work anymore. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Got another Motley Fool headline for you. Gosh, oh, the no. Motley Fool. They have, they must have the best headline writers in America. Cause you the know, problem is they don't have the best people managing the funds in America. Or, or writing the articles in America. Here's one. Three ways I'm preparing for the stock market bubble to burst. Now, what does that sound like? That sounds like uh, you better sell it all and rush to the exit. Yeah, it does. Soon, doesn't it? it does. Yeah. So mm-hmm. here's here the, the the you got a headline that sounds scary and it sounds market timerish, like you got to mm-hmm. do something right now. Yep. This is what this one is just exactly the opposite. The headline is sensational. And the article then is three things you could do. You want to hear the three things? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I'm Make you feel better. I'm keeping an emergency fund in case the market Wait, goes down. One of down. the pieces of it. Okay, what does that have to do with the market? Well, she says uh, that then if I face an unexpected expense, I don't have to sell my stocks when they're down. Oh, so in other words, you have it all in AMC. So if AMC goes way down, then you couldn't pay the light bill that you didn't expect. That's a ridiculous notion, completely. Then, then the other, the second one is, <laughs> yes, I am continuing to invest consistently because, and that's going to protect you from the market because downturn? she, well, she doesn't know. So, and stock market, our stock prices are lower during downturns. Now, this is one thing we do say is that when the market goes down, it's like, wow, stocks are on sale. And she's saying that. So she says it can be a good opportunity to buy stocks on sale. But that sounds like you're going to wait until something happens to buy stocks to me, which. Yeah, she no. says it. No, just keep investing as usual. But that. Okay. Okay. And then yeah. maintain a long-term outlook. There you go. Those are the three pieces of advice. That is a really <laughs> great way to protect yourself in the next market bubble, which. What does it have? Maybe upon us. You're right. The the right the headline writers had a great week because they had the other ones about uh, pickleball and still trying to stop trying to get rich, even though then they told you the ten stocks you have to own that will make you rich. Of course. And, and then they end by saying stock market downturns are quite normal. Let me tell you something. Not I I can tell you the market is, it's not might go down. It will go down. Yep. You just won't know when. And it will when. go down a lot. Yeah, it'll go down a lot. So. And you won't know when and you won't know for how long. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And you remember the caller or the quote the question earlier uh, from the guy mm. who was moving from American funds into Vanguard? Yes, the growth fund of America and Washington Mutual into the Vanguard uh, target date, which is about one tenth of one percent in fees. The American funds are about six tenths of one percent in fees, six times more expensive. And if you People buy don't them, look at it that way though, if you buy them outside that of that 403b, they have a five and three quarter percent commission going into. Not in your not in your retirement plan. No, I said outside of the retirement plan. If you oh, okay. Them. Pardon yeah. me. Yeah, but still, why would you pay six times more? I, I and, and by the way, if you ask somebody, they're going to say, "But I made money." Well, yeah, as long as I made yeah, money. Okay, it's ninety six percent of stocks made money in the last year, so it's not hard. Not hard. 
855-935-TALK. Call us. We'll try to help you manage money better. And we're going to do just that for Vicki. Vicki, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Hey, I have a question. My mom has a sizable estate, and she is giving out right now currently to myself and my two brothers a monthly income. Do we have to count this as income to us and pay taxes on that? No. 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 But you should keep track of it for the gift tax situation. Gift tax and the uh, the one-time estate exclusion. Uh, but how large is your mom's estate? I'm not positive. Rough ballparky. About $2 million. You're going to be fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, because okay. the only place you so federally the exemption is eleven million. Mm-hmm. Great state of Washington, two point one million. Mm-hmm. So you're probably okay. But but yeah, I would keep track of the keep numbers track, just but for no no tax gifting. bill and no tax filing required either. Oh, perfect. Okay, thank you so much, and you're I really do appreciate well. your guys' show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. It's very kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great way if you want to. This is. Uh, one of the things I think a lot of, of parents do is they die with a lot of money. Uh, one of the things that I think is... Some of them. Well, but those who have really accumulated a lot, one of the things you can do while you're alive is start doling it out early. If you know you're going to have enough to live comfortably for the rest of your life, you don't have to wait until you're dead and give it away in your will or your trust. You can start watching your kids enjoy some of it. I did not think your mom listened to this show live. My mom has no money. (laughs) Oh, okay. Pardon me. (laughs) My mom has no money. It sounded more like a begging kind of like, please help me out. No, my stepdad had money, but uh, no, my mom does not have any money. (laughs) All right. It sounded like a plea of some kind. No, no, no. I just think it's nice of her mom to do that because you know helps the kids out. 855-935-TALK is our number. Lauren, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, thanks. Um, I just have a quick question. I work for a public agency, and I have a a defined benefit pension plan. Um, Someone was telling me that there's a Social Security offset, so my Social Security benefit would be lower because I have a public pension. Uh, that's a, a distinct possibility, yes. Again, the, 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 the sponsor of the plan could give you more specifics on that, but yes. Oh, okay. So I'd have to talk to the um, the place where I have the pension plan. Correct. That's exactly yeah. right. But yes, Social Security offsets are yep, entirely possible. Depends on the municipality. Uh, and the, type, okay. the governmental agency. Yeah. Right. Pardon me. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, so it's not for every uh, government pension. No, nope. just for some. Nope. Okay. Yeah, That's there is there some. is a. It just depends on the type of governmental agency. Um, there is a. I, I, there was a form I read somewhere for. I think social. No. So yeah, go to Social Security. They do have. A, I just found it. They have a one sheet at uh, at go to ssa.gov/pubs pubs. And look for the government pension offset publication, or just type in government pension offset social security. Um, <clears throat> it then they'll tell you they for in some cases you get a, a reduction, and in some cases you don't. And there are it's two pages of information. But your but I'd start again. I would go your back. Your government and start agency with the will that, be able to yep. tell you yes. Okay. But in some cases there is an offset. Now of course we have a flood of calls. Let's see if we can get to a couple more. Steve. Oh, I think my I gosh, this, right? we got a lot of calls. Yeah, Steve, welcome Steve, to Talking Real Money. 
Thank you. I've listened to you guys whenever I can, and something I've never heard you talk about. We've got some money in a rollover IRA, and the last couple of years I've been trying to empty it out. When I realized that when I predeceased my wife, as I expect is, is likely, uh, that will, as she has to take money out, that will throw her into the next higher tax bracket. And so my question then is, does this make sense for me to do this while I'm still alive? Um, and if so, do you expect the taxes will increase this year or will likely increase next year? Let me go to, I'll do part two and yeah. Don can do part one. The answer to number two is nobody has any idea. No. I heard a national financial person last week saying, prepare for this. Yeah. Uh-uh. I take tax policy as it is because who knows tomorrow. Yeah. And it's in terms really, of, it's yeah. good for the other thing about the, t- right now, the only people who are likely to be faced with a higher income tax bill are those whose adjusted gross exceeds $400,000. A lot of money. Yeah. And to go to part one, I would analyze it very carefully because uh, you're right. In the current situation, that money goes to her as an inherited IRA. Now, you could you could break it up. You could give some to her and some to someone else in your family. So then you're sort of spreading the tax pain around a little bit if you wanted to. But otherwise, it goes to her. And yes, but it, it be does. It does require a careful analysis of your current situation and yep. then looking at her future situation and what kind of a bracket she might be in. So uh, you really need to sit down, and the problem is you need to find a really good fiduciary or you need to sit down with your accountant and do some some projections. Try uh, and squeeze one more in or Yeah, not? Colette, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Colette. Colette? Colette? Did we lose her? Oh. I think we lost her. She... Oh. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Oh, she's there. Oh. Hi, Colette. Yes, we only have about two minutes. Go yeah. for it. I um, panicked last March, took uh, took money out of my Roth IRA uh, because I lost $12,000. I've kept it in a brokerage um, account with Vanguard. I don't know what to, to put it in. I'm still a little worried about it going down. Well, guess what you did, though, by not by, by getting out and not getting back in? You lost far more than the 12000 Yes. I'm you lost that all out. the money it would have made. All right, and, your lecture is great. No, no, no. But, but what does she the, do the, today? The reality is that's the problem. You can't know what to do today because you might do it again. I know, but I, my suggestion would be take the risk quiz. Yeah, free, even then, we know her risk yourself. tolerance is yeah, low. Okay. And but okay, then if you find out it's very low, then I would just get a nice bond fund and put it into that. If you can't take the ups and downs of stocks, which will be up and down again, you absolutely have to steel yourself against this tendency to want to project what is currently happening or what has just happened out into the future because it doesn't as you learned in march it doesn't tell you a darn thing you thought the world was going to going to end it didn't we've thought that over and over and over and over again don't read the headlines don't listen to the experts they don't know what they're talking about tom's right do go take the risk quiz build a portfolio that's right for your emotional makeup so that you don't panic again because if you keep doing this you'll never get ahead if you go to vestry.com you click on risk quiz it'll take about 15 minutes if you want to do the home version with the shocking part we'll mail that part of the kit to you as a little electricity no that has to be done in the office because it has to be done Ah, okay uh, under a physician medical supervision (laughs) exactly we don't do that part but you could take the risk quiz help yourself and then build something that is very very low on the risk scale 
scale because you already know that you get freaked out when stocks go down. And they'll do that over and over again. But they'll go up more than they go down if the past is anything like what the future will be. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And I got to tell you, this message really does pertain to a lot of you right now. I mean, we've had people who've called and, and really need a, a detailed plan that we can't possibly do in the couple of minutes we have on a talk show or on a podcast. So that is why, for the last decade, we've made available to everybody one of our advisors. It's free. absolutely free. We look at your situation, help make sure that you're invested properly, not paying others too much, well diversified, and give you something that'll keep you on the rails when the rails look like they're about to fly off. Plus, we're going to help you with those questions like the gentleman on the IRA rollover. If you have something like that that's a little more involved, you need somebody to help you figure out which scenario might be better. And remember, there's no guarantee they will. Just go to Vestry.com and set up an appointment. V-E-S-T com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 